Okay, hello everyone. My name is Abhishek, aka Darth Mulga, and welcome to episode three of Let's Get Uncomfortable. We are here to talk about topics that do people don't really pay attention to. People ignore it, and just because they are unaware of it or they don't like to dive into that topic. And today I have with me Doctor Priyal Mehta and Doctor Smitesh Parthi. Now. the episode today the episode 3 is about how the health workers are feeling about covid 19 because we hear thoughts and opinions about the corona virus and everything that how is it being managed we always hear about it through politicians through journalists and through other media personnel but we never get the insight take on how is it how is it going on Like prostrately from the health professionals who are working inside these hospitals and testing centers in the front line. So this episode is all about the health workers and taking their opinion about how is it going, what's the status, and everything. So hi Smitesh and Priyal, just introduce yourselves. How where are you all working? What is your what are your positions and how what's your work there? So yeah, Priyal. Hi everyone. I am Priyal Mehta. I am currently working as an intern at uh, JJ Hospital. Uh, we are working in the transition wards, and we are sorting out the positive patients from the negative patients. And yeah. Hi everyone. I am Smitesh. Uh, just like Priyal, even I am an intern, and I am currently interning in Cooper Hospital, Juhu, Mumbai. Uh, right now, I'm posted in a COVID ICU. It's a proper COVID ICU for COVID patients. And um, well, I'll let you know more about how the story goes in the COVID hospital. Yeah, that's it for me. So, Priyal, how's the work going in there? I, I, first of all, have you slept? Yeah, yeah. Today I have slept. And guys, they are not interns. Doesn't mean that they are given <laughs> interns. Doesn't mean the interns in our industry they are actually doctors. They just this just a phase for them. After which they'll kind of perfectly transition into doctors. So don't uh, like you know judge them as they are interns. And if a chai biscuit lani ko milta hai, they are they are currently working there. So yeah, an intern in a medical uh, field is like a huge thing. So, I, I, it's basically like we started working uh, like shortly uh, after Feb when our results came out. So basically, it was like at that time we didn't know that this whole thing was going to blast off as a yeah. pandemic. Like we were there uh, in January, and I was telling you that it is still it's not going to come in India and everything. But then it started, and like we were looking forward to actually learning the practical stuff, like the protocols, the procedures that we actually learned from books. From that, we were going to learn it practically. But then now everything has. This was a hell of an internship, I must say. Yeah, yeah like internship is basically like a, it's a period for us in which we choose our specialty. Like we go through yeah. all the specialties for a short duration of time for a rotation, like a month-long rotation or like a couple of month rotation, so that we know like at what field we identify with and what field is it that we actually want to choose in our future, like our specialty. Like this year, it's none of that. It's all COVID and COVID. Like you start with COVID and you're gonna end with COVID. Yeah. 
this internship is like a car crash for you like <laughs> you're expecting you know heart surgery karne ko milega you know that's too that's too hard but you all just like you all were put into this you know deep pit like you're at the front line right now so how are you feeling so smidesh how are you feeling currently what is going through your mind uh i am currently working like on a jet lag in my own city cuz i haven't slept in like i don't know i don't even remember the number of days that i had a proper good night sleep with so um, it's tiresome but it's still, it's like a different experience cuz like my job profile has changed a lot over the like a couple of months or this period of time like from a normal intern that you know we all expected like other doctors go through to a, like a intern in this covid times it's like a huge transition like a huge there are two different things they pulls apart so how is the icu what how is working in the icu what i think that's intense because you are you are straight in the trenches so how is how is like how what is it like in the icu world uh there's a lot lot of trust me there's a lot of those monitors like you know day in day out peep 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 you know all the monitors they have the same ticking sound just in case so that we have like 10 patients in our icu and uh, we need to like keep an eye on each and every of the monitors because it's like an intensive care unit so any time the heart rate goes down the oxygen saturation go down and we are just running towards the patient like kya hua is he crashing is he all right and then we go there and we normally see that uska jo sensor hota hai wo nikal chuka hai ya the ecg leads have gone off and that's exactly why you know like it happens in the movies yes. that we check ki sensor hai ki nahi and we just go there and the patient is like perfectly fine how is it working in the transition ward priyal so basically we have uh, so in our hospital we have casualty and from the casualty the patients are sent to the emergency ward so in the emergency ward that is basically the transition ward for all of us and in the transition ward all the first hand treatments are given so initially during march and april uh, the patients were screened outside itself so we used to tell the patients to go and get their x-rays done and if it was like even slightly suggestive of uh, covid or something we would send them directly to kasturba hospital or to kama or st george or whatever because they were the real covid centers but now since the number are increasing we take all the patients and we have to give them their first line treatment and if they turn out to be properly positive after the swab so for two days they are kept in our wards and after their swab results come then they are transferred so we are all, always again in our pts and we are continuously there so and how are you feeling like personally like even like like i said to smitesh even you are right in the trenches so how are you feeling personally personally it is like um, it is kind of exciting but it is kind of dangerous so you scared not for your own self but for like infecting your parents your mm-hmm. grand grandparents and everyone so that is like a real fear fear that we have like we are young we will fight we have strong immunity but like my grandmother she has diabetes type 2 okay no so, yeah so she is a bit of immunocompromised so that is a main uh, fear so i keep delaying as much as i can to come back home i stay there itself Oh shit! Stay there. There, stay there at the hospital itself. Yeah, um, I have got a hostel over there, so yeah, it is under construction. 
it is very pathetic but we have to manage okay and what is the current situation at jj hospital where you are working current situation is uh, basically so if the entire Hello. hospital Hello. is divided into transition wards and non covid wards and uh, we have our testing centers and we have our normal so just because there is a pandemic that doesn't mean that the normal patients are not there so uh, uh, in may and in june the opds the normal opds like the dermat the non emergency opds were shut so we didn't used to so those doctors were shunted into fever opds so we have a fever fever opd running 24 by 7 and uh, those doctors were shunted over here so basically it is like a rotation going on like medicine so the medicine doctors they are uh, few of them are there in the transition ward few are sent to kama saint george gt to work over there so like every department few doctors are there in our hospital and few doctors are sent over there and like there's a rotation so after they work over there for 7 days they get a 7 days off and then they come back to the transition ward so that keeps on going and now uh, like in july itself the uh, psychiatry opd and the dermat opd are open for emergency basis like because in psychiatry like there are patients who are kept on antidepressants anti anxiety medicines and they cannot be delayed further like the medications can't stop so they are open on only emergency basis like the hours are few Okay, so Smitesh, how is it working at Cooper Hospital? So, like, what is the current status? Like, is it intense? Is it how is it going there? Um, COVID itself, like, it's a pandemic, so there are like numerous patients of COVID itself. But now it's time for the monsoon. It's a change of season. So, along with COVID, we have the normal patients of um, in like in Mumbai that normal patients we have of dengue and malaria. those numbers are rising too and they are rising equally fast like let me like let me tell you because people aren't aware of this they're normally focusing on covid right now the number of people with like coexistent infections with covid and dengue and malaria they're on a simultaneous rise mm-hmm. and like as you said like you know like the timing is so wrong that you know now even like as the monsoons are coming other diseases will start coming and like in my last episode when i was discussing about assam with an social activist pujipta he told me that al- along with this covid situation now they are facing the flood crisis so like it is it is like all sides se assam is getting choked so i can like i can literally see that you know like there are many things that are going to come now like covid is not the last thing like now there's dengue and malaria and everything so yeah i would like to ask you all like yeah like we never got like when what was the initial like the public's initial reaction to covid were like we were shocked like you know like when the first lockdown was announced like what the fuck is going on like everyone has to stay inside their houses but like you know the like the public was a little shocked but i want to know how what was your reaction like when you all got that first briefing all were called into your hospital like you know we need to get serious now this coronavirus coronavirus is spreading like hell so like what was like that first briefing like you know now we are going to shift into this routine you all will have to do this number of days number of hours so like what was your initial reaction in your hospital when you got that first briefing smithish uh i remember 
like the very initial months of covid uh, it all started with like um, we were quarantining passengers from international flight flights like if you remember you know we had those list of countries mm-hmm. like china germany and brazil who were the hotspots and the passengers coming from those countries they had to be quarantined so i remember in the initial like initial days of the duty i had a, like my normal pediatrics posting i was loving it and everything with the kids and uh, this was suddenly pulled us aside one day and they were like so guys you're going to work in a, like a covid center called like seven hills hospital in mumbai and that's like one day of meeting and they're like kal subah bus mein chad jana so we all went and there everyone like they were like hordes and hordes of flights coming in and passengers and everything so it's like first new for us and new for them and we are like this doctors bane hain and even they are like looking up to us for answers and we didn't have many answers because our briefing wasn't that accurate all we had to do was quarantine those passengers who came from high risk countries then screen them and classify them that whether they are like high morbidities or like if they have high fatality chance like any infections something like that so at that time it was pretty new for us we were like taken aback a little bit and it took some time for us to get into the normal covid routine as you called it uh, what was your uh, what were you going through when you got posted into the icu ward like when you when you got told by your seniors that you know you're going to work in the icu ward which is like right at the front so what was your reaction to that i i had a holiday that day so like we get these orders in form of a pdf So I was like chilling in my room, Netflix, and no chill. I just Netflix for me, and I was just in my room watching Netflix and everything. And then suddenly I had this like PDF, and I'm like, OMG, what is this? Like the following interns are posted in COVID ICU from tomorrow, and like my name is there right at the top of the list, like leading everyone. Mitesh, I'm like, OMG, it's time already. Is it? Is it like this? I had like such a chill vacation time thing in my house, like AC and everything, and suddenly, suddenly, like just. Put it up for me, the COVID ICU thing. What about you, Priyal? What was your first briefing like? Uh, our first briefing. So I remember my medicine posting was uh, going on. Like I was in the medicine department, and initially, uh, some interns from our hospitals were sent to airport, like the international airport, to screen uh, the pa- uh, the pa- uh, passengers that were coming. so they had to check they were in their pp and they had to check their temperature and they had to check for which country they were coming from and they had to check for uh, if, if they are showing any signs if they have been in any contact with any person who showing signs over there so basically we used to screen and we used to send them to his hospital like seven hills and uh, there they used to get uh, separated like there it was group a, a group b group c that way so based on their morbidities and based on their symptoms uh, and their contact they were quarantined there for 14 days so that was the initial thing then uh, as i told you like we had to start initially we were told how to wear a pp then we were shown videos on how to don and doff so we have to do donning means wear and doffing is to remove how to don and doff the pp what precautions to take uh and uh you know basic like sanitize your hand go and take a bath and those things we were told and then later like it took a time like thoda humko bhi weird lag raha tha ki har baar you know you go out come come and everything you have to wash your hand you have to sanitize yourself and everything so that was there like thoda thoda time laga wo to like this one so moving on to the next question uh 
how was it getting into this covid hospital routine like normal hospital routine as i i think you all know that but what was like shifting to this normal routine into the covid hospital routine where you have to put like many number of hours these many these many days of leaves so like how was it getting into the routine like was like how about the physical stress the mental stress currently what you are going through getting into this routine so how was that switch uh more than the number of hours i say it's the it's the different timings that we have to work on like tonight maybe my shift is at 2 in the middle of the night till 8 in the morning and then some other day it's like 4 in the middle of night till 9 in the morning so this different like routines of duties and the schedules you know they really mess with the sleep cycle so like one day you're like you have a duty in the afternoon and you're sleeping at night and the other day it's just the reverse and like you're still sleepy but you're on duty you're in icu duty so you can't do anything and along with it what it messes with is our like food cycle like normally if you're eating at 1 o'clock and like for next three days you have like a morning shift so you can't eat at 1 you have to eat at 4 and uh, whenever we are in the pp we can't touch food nor water nor our phones it's like a sterile environment like a bio bubble so we can't eat much we can't drink much it really messes with our sleep cycle and not just that then even like the less sleep you have the more irritated you are for like so it's like those kind of mental stresses that we have to go through and it takes time to adjust to that even what about you priyan so uh, initially when they had given us uh, the schedule that so first of all initially there was a lot of shortage of resources we didn't have n95 masks and we didn't have pcs and everything initially like when mm. this was on a rise so at that time we had to really fight with the staff like the nurses and everyone who provide these things so there's a basic tendency that they hold everything and they don't allow us to use it so we had to literally fight yeah they do that vegetables being hoarded and kandak to hamesha hoard hota hai but i have never heard masks being hoarded i mean lives are depending that mask is like the border between life and death now like why are they hoarding masks first of all like un log ka hi bhala ho raha hai pure hospital ka what are they doing with this hoarding hoarded masks are they taking it home i mean first priority should be the hospital employees i guess like सबको लाइक यू नो अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल थिंक दैट एज डॉक्टर्स वी हैव द सेम इन द हॉस्पिटल वी वन वी डोंट इट्स द नर्स दैट एज द सेम इन द वार्ड आई टेलिंग यू दे आर दे आर लाइक द द किंग ओवर देयर नो वन कैन क्रॉस देम 
तुम तो आगे चले जाओगे मेरे को यहाँ पे रहने का है तो तुम लोग मेरे हिसाब से काम करोगे जंतर मंतर देर एंड
दिस रियली क्रूल मैन आई मीन लाइक नर्सिस का बात मानो ने तो करोना हो जाएगा नर्सिस का बात मानो ने तो करोना हो जाएगा आई होप मैन फ्रॉम दर्सिस हॉस्पिटल so medicine will report for themselves pediatrics will report for themselves and this goes to someone called the rmo the registered medical officer he collects all the datas from each department and sends it to a nodal officer so a nodal officer is someone who will take care of that area so they send it to the nodal officer and from there it goes to the office so the ward office the bmc office so that is how they keep a count on every number of uh, patient that is coming like they are coming positive in my hospital so smith what about you like how does the chain of command go about in cooper hospital uh, cooper hospital is basically one of the four bmc hospitals in mumbai so we are directly under the municipal corporation of mumbai so like the leading authority in all the decisions is basically bmc for us we are like the tertiary care hospitals like the super specialty hospitals in a bmc setting so we are a tertiary care hospital so like each hospital like cooper km sain nayar etc under us we have like different periphery small hospitals like what you used to say we are a tertiary so then we have like a secondary hospital and below that we have like primary health centers you know small general opds where like old people come and they get the normal medicines like fever and headache and everything so mm-hmm. all these like we are it's like a basic pyramidal chain of command at the head we have those Uh, BMC health officers, BMC health inspectors, who report to the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare. That's the government of India. So it's actually a straightway pyramidal chain. In the apex, the ministry, and then we have the bigger hospitals, the smaller hospitals, and then the peripheral health centers that we like to call them. Well, how does the like is this chain of command efficient according to your like like because this chain of command had to be set up in like in quite a quick time because the pandemic came like a rush. and like so like is this chain of command working efficiently according to you all or or there are some discrepancies or there is some lag happening in this chain of command or that is not helping you all to perform or you know execute your duties in a good manner clear yeah so basically initially there was a lot of a uh, difference in the uh, way of communication like every other day the protocol used to change so like who do you have to report to and uh, how everything worked like every other day there was a new protocol that you had to follow that ye patients ko test karne ka hai ye patients ko test nahi karne ka hai and ye patients ko idhar bhejna hai aise patients ko udhar bhejna hai so initially there was a lot of uh, mismatch and uh, initially there was a mismatch in the way that how many days to quarantine uh, symptomatic patients to uh, 
जब वो एसिम्टोमेटिक हो जाते हैं तो इनिशियली यू हैव फीवर देन आफ्टर अ फ्यू डेज यू डोंट हैव फीवर तो इनिशियली देयर वाज दैट आफ्टर 10 डेज ऑफ बीइंग एसिम्टोमेटिक यू हैव टू गेट टेस्टेड अगेन एंड ओनली इफ यू गेट इट नेगेटिव देन यू आर डिस्चार्ज बट नाउ सिंस द नंबर आर राइजिंग दे स्टॉप्ड दैट सो एवरी अदर डे देयर वाज अ न्यू प्रोटोकॉल दैट वी हैड टू फॉलो इट वाज वेरी कंफ्यूजिंग इनिशियली बट नाउ आई थिंक दे हैव इट अंडर कंट्रोल कि ऐसे इनको ये करना है इनको वो करना है सो नाउ इट इज बेटर बट इनिशियली वो बहुत अलग 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 रोज अलग अलग होता था what about you smithesh uh, it's true what she said like uh, um, not just for us even for like sisters and nurses and the other secondary staff in the hospital everyone was new in this covid situation everyone had to do something out of the normal routine like even sisters were pushed in icu who originally are not icu sisters but even they had to learn something new and as far as chain of command goes i need to tell you one good thing about like this indian health system the chain of command actually exists already like we have this diseases like malaria dengue and polio and for polio campaigns and that we have this chain of command is existent thing the government has already made it so which is actually a huge thing for us because it made the direct efficacy it increased the efficacy in this covid times already because we had established chain that this department reports to this this hospital reports to this it was already there i think the major drawback right now would be the resources was mm-hmm. not like the lower you go down the peripheral health centers the resources are like very minimal uh, essential drugs are absent or sometimes the staff is absent so it's those kind of things that normally affect our general uh, efficacy and strength in fighting covid and like it's like the first time that you know india is like in this covid situation like a pandemic situation like and it it was like very unusual and very irregular for you know like we have to shift into this particular pattern which is now so erratic like i can see other countries like because they have the resources and because you know some of the countries have actually faced a pandemic in their past and this is like the first time for india so like how how do you all see like are you, are is our is the health sector or you know what do you say a medical field after going through so many days do you all feel we are finally equipped or we are finally at a stage that you know we can do things properly like handling a pandemic real so uh, right now uh, i feel that we are much better equipped we have uh, a lot of uh, drugs are being produced at a large scale uh, we have a lot of pps uh, we have a lot of masks we have resources in terms which were a basic necessity even for doctors to take care of the patient the staff to take care of the patient so initially that was only lacking and i have like uh, like the, uh, you need to so when the person cannot breathe we have to intubate the patient we have to put a tube down their windpipe and we have to give them oxygen so for that we needed patients we needed pps and everything so which was not available initially so a lot of patients a lot of mortality was happening because even though we could have saved them we didn't have the resources to save them we didn't have a lot of ventilators we didn't have a lot of uh, areas to save them like now there are a lot of covid care centers which have come up so Uh, the asymptomatic patients are sent over there so the load on the hospitals is less okay so that is 
one of the main things that has increased and that has increased the efficacy then the decision making the uh, the interns and everything are shunted over there so the load is less on the actual doctors to take care of the patients in the critical patients in the hospital so that is the main thing then other things are also established like uh, what to do if there is a mortality how how do you uh, tell the patients how, what what procedures to take care after that uh, how can they like every religion has a different way of cremating their uh, their patient so there is a list there is an established way that if there is a mortality you have to get the person tested you have to get their relatives tested only then uh, the the patient is handed to their family that now and they are handed in a black zip zip bag so now that everything is properly arranged like the ambulance drivers they are also taught how to you know if uh, the oxygen is required so how do you give it to them so abhi sab barabar ho raha hai initially there was a lot of communication gap there was resource ka problem and everything so uske liye panic bad gaya tha what about you smitesh uh if you ask me in like single word how is the current health scenario in india uh, yeah. i would say it's super super stressed there is a simple reason for it like i think the main crux and the core of our problem that is over population we yeah. are a country of 130 crores and uh, i think if you consider country of 130 crores in number of doctors we have we are hardly are like one doctor per 10000 in population yeah and there are like lesser like we have one of the worst doctor patient ratios in this whole world the who stat and uh, there are like fewer resources and resources are concentrated like the amount of care you get in mumbai you go to a rural place a rural setting a tier 2 city you might not get the same care the same kind of specialties the same doctors hmm. so what i think is that it's putting a lot of stress on our existing healthcare which is not equipped for pandemic it is not like i don't think this country can ever be equipped for pandemic of this scale like more than 10 lakhs 15 lakhs cases in this country i don't think uh, any country it's not just india but i don't think any country has been equipped to yeah. pandemic of this scale but uh, what we are talking right now what we are i think guessing is how fast does one like does a country get a grasp of the situation like control the situation like china controlled it within 80000 like and okay. we are still in like 10 lakhs plus in like with the lockdowns and everything so all i think is that the lack of resources the overpopulation and the current health sector is very very stressed and you can't build hospitals overnight yeah so the lag time it takes and everything no that creates a lot of discrepancy in patient care i mean like yeah like one of the reasons that you pointed over population is like one of the major factors which causes a panic but like with india like you know brazil africa and even usa like all the overpopulated countries are in like a red zone right now because there are like well, like i researched about a few things like why uh, like according to my research and what i read and even i agree with it like why is india and especially mumbai very susceptible to corona virus like why is it that you know it can easily spread in first of all home population which you mentioned then the like you know the housing mate the housing matrix like how is our indian housing and like particularly mumbai housing because 45% of mumbai is in slums 
and in slums the density of population and the area and the area in which the people have to live it is so tiny it is so like claustrophobic that there is a huge risk like you know the covid pandemic can spread easily there in these slum areas and just to point out the slums don't even occupy 10% of the uh, what is a residential area in bombay so like we are so packed like our population is so packed especially mumbai mumbai is like the most mumbai has the most cases in india so like it is, i think it's because we are so packed in mumbai and you know people are at such a close proximity to each other which is also a very difficult thing and it's adding to our panic of coronavirus and the other thing is like uh, you know uh, the transport like you know like like i know the transport is down now but during february and initial march some of the public transports were working and our public transport carries a lot of population inside like main most of our mumbaikers travel through public transport and they say and they are in contact with such close proximity that you know the initial stages like these three factors according to me like you know the density of population then you know the housing situation in our city i would i would like to focus on bombay city and the transport like you know i think these three factors i read about it as it's contributing to you know the rise in cases or is it the rise in panic so what do you think about it real initially i think the uh, initially covid was considered a disease of the rich because it has come from a foreign country so i don't think that people who live in slums would go and uh, get cases from other country so initially it was uh, we had started testing at the airports and initially it was considered a disease of the rich so people uh, initially this was the case why we went into lockdown because we didn't want the virus to go from uh, the spread from person to person to a community spread we didn't want that because that will be difficult to tackle like if you start having community and airborne transfer of diseases which we have right now it is very difficult to tackle with the population that we have in this country and in this city so initially that is why we were asking people to stay at home and quarantine themselves when they have some uh, symptoms or something because it was person to person contact so if i don't come in contact with you i'm not going to get a disease but once it started in dharavi then there was a huge spread like people uh, from his college itself were testing the person to person testing ho raha tha door to door testing ho raha tha and they have tested over like 60 80000 people over there so each i think each day no so this is what they used to do so now it has become a community transfer and now it makes sense ki tum bahar nahi jao ya tum kab public transport use nahi karo but initially it was a disease of the rich and we the, the people working in those houses got the disease and they then spread it to other people what about you smith what's your take on this uh, i think i would like to completely agree with you on this point because uh, if we're talking about mumbai in particular it's like the hotspot of india like the hotbed of india we have the maximum number of cases in a single like 40 square kilometer area and that's in mumbai and i don't think the reason is that we are deficient in healthcare no like uh, in a span of like 40 50 kilometers we have like five major hospitals medical colleges 
and they are that just government we are like and then there are like multiple private players and private hospitals the reason like we couldn't control mumbai is as you said the rate at which the disease spread in mumbai which is due to a densely populated city like in a single chal system the multiple families that lived in a single slum the lacks of tenants that lived in that slum and the spread at which this disease happened it was impossible for a normal normal city which is not active for pandemic to control the disease and i think that's a major factor over here in mumbai the public transport that is mentioned the initial days when we didn't have the lockdown like in a single local train in a single bus the amount of amount of spread the disease got the initial push it got that was way way more than what we could have expected and what we could have controlled okay and uh, yeah i would like to move on to the next question as you know we are talking about how mumbai is a hotbed because of population i would like to now talk about something like you know i would like to like you know decrease the intensity of this discussion now and move because tomorrow tum log ka mental stress already peak pe hai so i don't want to i like to take a light break away from this i would like to know some of your favorite incidents that happened in the place you're working in the hospital you're working like the funniest things like the nurse thing was itself funny like i can make a movie on that like how the nurses are holding stuff like what was some of your favorite incidents that happened during this pandemic i know it's a time of there is so much negativity and toxicity and people are people are stressed at all times but i think you all might have had some good like you know funny happy incidents happening at your uh, hospital or the place you're working so tell us about them priyan uh, so i would like to say that uh, the funny incidents are pretty rare which makes it all the more special uh, but uh, as an intern there would be like when you get your first blood collection right or when you do your first delivery in the hospital those things make it thoda special but first initially was like we have all been in pp and we have played cards when there are no patients we have had dumb charades we had uh, antakshari and we we've cut cakes we've had you know we've made our seniors order food for us like like we have a proper party and uh, charts and everything was closed so we had pani puri made our senior order pani puri for us and that and yeah so uh, we have cut cake uh, the staff the nurses uh, we we share stories with them they tell us about their I mean, nurses, nurses have so much content within them. Like, they you know, have a lot, and they have the real gossip of the you know entire hospital because yeah. their their connection, their network is so strong. Like, they know what is happening in each department. कौन से head ने क्या बोला? I think it's like that chat. Like, you know, अरे प्रीति आज क्या हुआ वो वार्ड में वार्ड सी में क्या हो रहा था वो सीनियर डॉक्टर एक्जेक्टली आउट दे टॉक दिस एक्जेक्टली आउट दे टॉक दे दे हैव दिस 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 आई थिंक दे हैव दिस नेटवर्क लाइक वो जो रहते हैं ना वो हर एवरीवन नोस व्हाट्स हैपनिंग एवरीवन एंड दे हैव अ राइवलरी ओके दे हैव प्रॉपर राइवलरी लाइक आई टोल्ड यू वी हैव अ कैजुअलिटी डिपार्टमेंट दैट इज इमरजेंसी वार्ड सो दे वर्क सिंक्रोनसली तो यहां की स्टाफ ने अगर वहां को कुछ बोला तो नहीं तो तुरंत पता चल जाता है आते हैं झगड़ा करने आते हैं वहां पे 
they are marking their territories literally marking their territories <laughs> so like what about you smithej any funny or happy incidents happening it's and true I, it's true I, and during prayer like they are having parties and everything i'm like in look ko zyada maza aa raha hai aisa lag raha hai i mean not i know you all are working seriously you'll have some moments but yeah what about you smithej yeah it's true man and that's the thing that we have to like get this small moments in the department itself like uh, we have someone's birthdays and some things we can't like take and leave or take a absent or like just you know go and party in this time so like we usually have a cake cutting in the department or in the ward itself or like we can spare some time like you know morning rounds or someone if everyone is there in the same place at the same time so we get a cake and cut it and that's it that's the birthday that we have in this time yeah and not just that uh, and the sisters thing oh sisters are like i think the cream of the society i feel right now in the hospital the most entertainment the most entertaining factor is the sisters so this thing about sisters and she said na interdepartmental rivalry I like to point it out uh, you can't take a single apparatus from a department a to a department b like imagine department b needs a bp apparatus of a patient who is crashing and you go to department a like rush towards the like sister sister bpf chai and she's like no no means no nothing is going from here till there you log leke jate ho and ghuma dete ho that's that's her words so we can't even take like you know we have to take and smuggle things in our like pockets or backpacks quietly into different departments cuz it's not there and these are the kind of things that we have to go through on a daily basis like ye mere office mein bhi hota hai like hum log pencil pen drive lete ek dusre se aur fir hum log kabhi return hi nahi karte So like I know pencil pen drive is a very small thing here, but like you are dealing with medical equipment. But I, I feel like in every office, no, like her institution, no, that you. So real any any other incident that has you know like you know we are talking about funny, but any incident that has shocked you to your core in your hospital. Ah, uh, shocked. Ah, uh, so the initial things were we were seeing a lot of deaths. so that was a, like a big thing for us like how un um, how unattached we as doctors have to be to these things because if we let these things affect we won't be able to take care of other patients so at that time initially we would uh, like we would be like like we can do something more we can do a little more the family members are crying and those those things used to shock me a lot also there was this other this this entire nurse being in command was a big shock like uh, you cannot say anything to them you cannot fight with them you cannot unka din kharab kiya to tumhari life kharab ho gayi waisa hi hota hai shit i don't i hope nurses union mujhe koi dekhega nahi yaar mujhe bhi dar lag raha hai they know this man a lot of people who know this who not of ki tum log ko degree nahi mila mere wajah se mere pe kuch na aana chahiye it is like a you can make a tv show on this man seriously nurses ka panga and everything what about you smith any shocking incident uh well i don't know if you can count it shocking or not but as you said we are quite indifferent to deaths here in this hospital <laughs> right so avakin <laughs> cooper hospital right so okay i don't know if i should like say this or not but i think it's public knowledge uh, shushan singh rajput rajput like you oh. know after he expired you know and he was there in my hospital i was going to dive into that after this yep 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 no no they got him to our hospital right so i think that was the most shocking that i have saw i've seen like when he was in our hospital 
like i was on duty at that time and then they got him and everything sure. i think that was the kind of moment like during this covid time that's one death you didn't expect we are seeing this covid deaths and everything like all the general population old people and everyone and suddenly like you know they got his thing with all the police the security guard and his family was there outside and it was like it was a devastating thing for us and not just for us like for everyone it was a sad death and uh, uh, like as priyal said and you said that you know seeing so many deaths in the hospital of people like it like it would scar me if i was in your position but you all are keeping yourself you all are keeping your head cool so like how do you all like, like how do you control that mental stress i know you all might be like if i was i would like oh fucking god i can't do this anymore i need to leave like you know it's so like seeing people die in front of us like how how did you deal with that and like you know making yourself insensitive to people's death so that it might not affect your work smithish i think uh, i think time does it uh, but deep down you can never okay with death like you can never be completely okay with it i feel but uh, time deals with a lot of things like on the my first death i remember uh, she was a my first death to the good or you like that bhai no 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 <laughs> what i mean guys like when i was in charge when i was posted and then like the <laughs> This is not a murder confession, okay? This is like you are turning to one of those thirteen reasons why it is. Republic TV, yeah, that was, yeah, that was. Like, uh, like police at my house, like they're knocking outside. Like I'm like, wait a second, why are they here? Sir, like how was? Oh, I, I'm, I am feeling very uncomfortable right now. Like we are talking about death and we are laughing. <laughs> oh, this is this is exactly how we cope with it. Oh my God! Such dark humor. Like this is death humor, guys. This is too much. Even I, I'm crying right now. Literally, can you see my tears? Like these are happy tears. Like I, why am I laughing? <laughs> like because other things we laugh so much at this. Like we are so insensitive to death and all that. Like shit, I'm crying inside. Like you know, how how did you man? Like how did you prepare yourself to handle? Like you know. Like there are people dying, Priyal. So like, how did you handle yourself? Handle your mind? So the first thing is humor, and like you have to start taking things lightly. And I'm not trying to be insensitive to other people's losses, but uh, I would like to believe that if I have to keep my head straight, and if I have to work properly for other patients, also. so i need to keep my head down i have to keep my sanity so that i take correct decisions i make quick uh, steps i take i take quick steps and everything so the first thing i would like to say is that first you have to keep in mind that if you let it start affecting you you going to uh, you you will let it affect your uh, dedication towards other patient and then there will be more losses so it is like triage your own feelings that way Okay, so, so and, and then second, sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah. Second is like you, you talk it out with your friends. You joke about it as we just did, and uh, yeah, they help you get over it. Your seniors help you get over it. They say that, ha, this is a part and parcel of life as a doctor. You, but like just yesterday, uh, I had my last day in the pediatric postings. and uh, we uh, when we were about to leave we got a call from the casualty that there is a one month old child who 
was gasping and the saturation was 35%. So uh, it was like that is very low. 35% oxygen saturation is very low and uh, it is like on the brink of death. So we rushed down there, we, we tried to intubate the patient and we tried to give them CPR, we tried to resuscitate them, but we lost the child. So, and there were parents outside waiting, crying, and it affected, but you have to let it, like, let it affect you a little, just so you preserve humanity within you, but then you have to get over it. And what about like, uh, do you all agree that, you know, even the people who work in the medical field need therapy, like, you know, counselors. So have you all like, have you all personally done therapy because of the stress about your job? Uh, so like, have you all done therapy for this kind of job? Like what you all are in currently? Priyan? No, I have not yet had the need to go for okay. therapy, but um, I have had friends who have got stressed out about all these things. Like one of our friends, he was dealing with uh, the call centers and uh, he was uh, in the initial uh, phase where there was only one call number and there were people from all over Mumbai calling over them that my patient has just uh, received this and everything. So they were given clear instructions that it, with each patient you have to evaluate and you have to assign them beds in these hospitals within three minutes. And three minutes and they they stopped having their lunch, they stopped having snacks, they stopped taking, you know, breaks for washrooms and everything. And even then they couldn't suffice every person. And they have had callers tell them that So it starts affecting you that because of your lack of efficacy somewhere, people are losing out. But he went into these uh, fits of crying and the stress and everything. So he also eventually coped up with it. He spoke with us, he spoke with his friends and he didn't go to therapy per se, but then he kind of dealt with it. And like what type of call center, is Is this this COVID alert call, like yeah. the line, is, is he working there? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, like this common number. No, yeah, I was talking about that guy only. We had like this common number 1916 in Mumbai where you can call and you know inquire about covid about your patient status and things like that so a number of like even my friends were posted there they worked there and you know i remember like some of them coming and telling me that they had to call the relatives of the patient and inform that the patient has like expired i mean that's not the kind of job that you would do man that's not the kind of thing that you can ever you know get out of it unscattered or something so it takes a toll it definitely takes a toll on mental mental health and uh, I believe personally that medicine is like one of the most stressful fields to go into. Like even if you don't count the pandemic, medicine itself is stressful. The number of hours that we have, the patient interaction and uh, sadly speaking, the quality of patients in India. So everything adds a lot of burden and stress on us. Not even counting the fights we have with nurses. <laughs> That's like entire enjoyment at this point. But there are a lot of things to cope up. So I definitely believe that therapy is one of the needful options still like the type of need right now that we need therapy and uh, for some reason like a lot of people are like shunned towards it like no one likes to talk about therapy it's a taboo topic or something like the you know you should like definitely take it up in one of your episodes 
episodes in thing that people don't talk about mental therapy and something like that and what do you think about like you know uh, like there should like i thought about it when i was you know researching about this topic and you know the kind of stress doctors and medical professionals are going through Uh, like are there any like uh, are there any is there any service where you know like there is an in-house counselor to which you can go and communicate or is there is there an absence of it is there some kind of system like that where you know you have an in-house counselor who like a mental health counselor for the health professional is there anything like that or sadly there's none like in a normal time sadly we don't have anything like that in house counselor or something like that uh, in a normal setting but um, what i've seen like in this pandemic uh, a lot of psychiatrists well known psychiatrists like the hods of my head of departments of multiple colleges and a lot of like senior psychiatrists they are like giving their numbers and emails openly to doctors and like circulating mm-hmm. them on whatsapp groups and like emailing them so in case like one of us is facing like a crisis a mental crisis or a breakdown we are like free to call them up any time of day or night and they are there for us you know to hear us out guide us and help us that's like one of those good things that's coming up you know considering the humanitarian side of this pandemic that's one of the good things that i believe it's coming up right yeah. now i like really like the you know like people are stepping up like and providing their services in this pandemic and uh, also there is a lot of uh like when i told you that the psychiatric opds were shut and everything uh they used to be open for emergency cases where people had this uh anxiety ke mujhe corona ho gaya hai like you know this anxiety yeah this the panic a very big uh very big problem right now because a lot of people uh, on one hand are not taking this pandemic seriously where there are other people who have developed obsessive and compulsive disorders because of these things not just anxiety so uh, for those patients and everything the opds are open the psychiatrists are evaluating them and they are giving them therapy and uh, behavioral uh, changes that they can do uh, so as to uh, sub, uh, like first to get it under control because uh, like face it there is not only one reason for getting fever or sore throat there are a lot of other uh, diseases out there also so that is it. okay and now i would like to discuss some incidents that have been happening in our country uh, in the last episode like where i was talking to an activist in assam the situation yeah. there with corona virus is like the indian medical association their assam wing the assam part of im uh, sorry ima has yeah. strongly opposed the government to to not allow asymptomatic patients to get hospital treatment whereas the government has made a rule that even the asymptomatic patients have to get treated in a hospital uh, so because there is a lack of resources lack of beds that's why the AMA, sorry, IMA has told the government strongly oppose that you know please do not do this. We already have a lack of resources, lack of doctors, and still the government has been kept like I think the government is still on that rule that you know asymptomatic patients have to go to the hospital, whereas the IMA said then they can be treated home, they can be home quarantined as well. So what is your take on this situation? That you know, government are government is not listening to the medical associations associations or the medical boards in India. I have much knowledge about this situation. 
So have you all noticed that or have you all read about so such these type of incidents that you know where government is taking things into their own hands and yeah. not listening to the medical association or the boards? Asmitish. Uh, definitely, definitely, and that Assam situation that you're talking about, it's it's very logical. Because IMA and everyone is basically they are like a doctor. It's like a union and a group of doctors. And doctors are the one who are actually working front lines. We can see with our eyes the current situation. Like we actually know what's going on in the grassroots levels. And if the IMA is the consensus of the opinion that um, we need more beds for actual symptomatic patients rather than asymptomatic ones. So I don't think the government should turn a blind eye towards us like that way. I mean, like if it's it's a different matter if you are doing your own research and coming up with solutions, but just blindly ignoring the opinion and advices of the frontline workers is not something that you can do right now. It's not feasible. And uh, I am I'm definitely the Assam wing of IMA would be saying that statement for the betterment of patients. Yeah. It's like it's eventually the patients and the people of this country that we have to keep in mind, that we have to work towards. That's the common goal that everyone has. And uh, it's not just the Assam I am having. A lot of things have like it's not just right now. Even in the past, government has ignored a lot of issues from doctors and medical health professionals. A lot of blind eye and a lot of you know they turned their eye to back towards us, and uh, we are an unheard party. I think it's just during the COVID situation that you know now we are like more prominent and they're taking us seriously. In the spotlight right now. Yeah, we're in the spotlight definitely, perfectly. We're in the spotlight right now. So it's like they can't afford to ignore us now, because we have the eye of the public. Like the media are talking about us and everyone, so they can't ignore us now. Yes. And what about you, uh, uh, Priyal? Like even like you know, uh, I recently read not I read it last week that you know, forty doctors from Kerala had come and they had to leave because they were not paid by the BMC. So like, uh, if I if I pull that article up, I have some accurate information about it. Like what happened? Like people only know that you know, uh, these doctors came and they left because they were not paid salaries. So when they were hired by the Mara by the BMC, they were agreed to be paid a certain amount. Like you know, the doctors, the nurses, and everything. And they came through the Doctors Without Borders uh, initiative. They were you know brought into Mumbai through that initiative and like. After a couple of days, like you know, the doctors, the BMC agreed to pay them on July 5, which they then postponed it to July 10, and finally July 13. After which, like you know, uh, doctors started going back to Kerala because they were not getting their salaries paid, they were not getting their transport expenses paid, and because they're coming from Kerala, like that's such a far distance. And uh, according to Doctor Santosh Kumar. He said that you know the salaries have not yet even come today, and I have this report like this is an article in the month of July, like this week itself, and yeah, not even their expenses were paid. Plus, you know they were working for free, I know, and they were not paid by the BMC. So, what is your take on this? And like, have you read about some incident similar to this doctor yeah. being ill-treated or not being heard enough? Yeah, that is true. Uh, the government itself is uh, cares only about numbers, uh, and uh, I have seen uh, that the commissioner of BMC has. Been, uh, if you keep a tab, they are changing very frequently, uh, like every month or something. So basically, whenever there is a rise in number of cases, a new commissioner is appointed, and that's it. They don't. Take 
actual concrete steps to actually do something about the situation if you go on a protest they will change the authority and that's it that's all they can do uh, recently this video in cyan that had gone viral that a person uh, uh, the patient was dead and he was kept uh, in the same ward as the other patient uh, because uh, the thing is this happened in may so there was a lot of heat at that time so the rate at which the body uh, starts decaying in uh, summer is very high and uh, the morgue where actually the patients are uh, the dead bodies are kept were full because of the number of cases the number of deaths were there and mama mousies jinka actually kaam hai ye uh, bodies ko transfer karna they are not willing to work because they are not getting paid and uh, the relatives i have seen a lot of relatives they have abandoned their own uh, person because they have tested positive so all these things jiske wajah se ye hota hai iske wajah se hospital ka naam kharab hota hai aur uska team change ho gaya team ki kya galti thi iske andar okay this is what they do they don't deal with the real issue we have not been paid for two months like this is like a internship without pay for all yeah so basically and the rise in the pay and the remuneration the daily incentives ho to chhodi do Imagine you are calling a bunch of professionals from a different state. Is it possible to start your sentence again? I there was a network issue. Can you start your sentence again? Okay, okay. I think I think it's a damn shameful thing. This especially this Kerala situation, when like you are calling professionals from a different state, a different like thousand kilometers into your city, with the promise of remuneration and pay. Just so that they can treat the pandemic, like the doctors are risking their life, the doctors, the staff, the classroom workers, they are out there risking their lives, the livelihood, their families, everything, to come into a like into a different city, just to serve people, just to serve humanity, and in the end they have to go back empty-handed, like they risk their life or not. This is something that is not acceptable to us, and I think that's that's a that's shameful thing. for the uh, brand mumbai municipal corporation and uh, i also want to show that uh, like i agree with priyal's point uh, you need a strong administrative background and a backbone in this kind of thing like the system that we are talking about uh, 15 minute uh, like uh, something before like we need a strong background and a backbone a strong chain of command that works efficiently like if the resources are pulled just at one point there no resources down chain Where actual people are working at the grassroots level, then there obviously going to be lapses, obviously going to be potholes in this entire system, and it's going to fall apart. And the media picks the media vultures over this kind of thing and picks it up and puts it in front of public as like as the loss of this thing and like the BMC is not working efficiently and these kind of things are going on. 
Okay, uh, thank you. I'm... So yeah, like how we were talking about how the government or the like the board, the body of authority in charge of this is acting inefficiently. I would also, you know, like one of the most major issues that I have seen throughout these past three months is the unavailability of beds, kits, and ventilators, and like many other medical equipment. That you know, medical equipment ka problem to always hota hai, like medicine and everything. But like this time, the beds and kits and everything, like like there is so lack, so much lack of it that like the people cannot get admitted into a particular hospital. Like last time I read that in Pune, a patient had to uh, you know skip from skip from one hospital into other. He actually like the family actually traveled to six hospitals which were COVID testing centers, and they got rejected from all six because they didn't have beds, and eventually. Like you know, the fa- like the family member who had coronavirus died eventually died because of unavailability of beds and uh, unavailability of beds is like the most major issue that's happening across our country. And like you know, I've even seen that uh, you know our government, our prime minister have set up like a PM cares fund and national relief fund. And I haven't seen any effect of that on our current situation. that i last heard about that you know they have allocated some amount of money to assam and allocated some amount of money into buying ventilators and supplying ventilators across our nation but i haven't seen any significant contribution from the government itself like you know they created a special fund for this uh, current situation and so like have you all seen like i know uh, what is your opinion about this on of an unavailability of resources and the contribute the lack of contribution from our government so yes mitesh what is your take on this like you know and i would, uh, sorry i would also like to bring that you know not enough attention is being paid to important news regarding coronavirus and you know all that i, I see in the news is about you know sushant singh rajput not to be insensitive to his death but like the media channels are constantly focused on that like i haven't seen like a nine, like a one hour debate at 9 pm on coronavirus or on assam situation the day you know when i last thursday when i shot the episode 2 that day i read the news that government finally declared assam as a like the assam flood situation as a natural calamity like after so many deaths and after so many days and they allocated some amount towards it and the media is still not thing like the media started paying attention to that on that day itself like before that they didn't know so like you know the media not paying attention media paid attention when amitabh bachchan got freaking corona virus like he was the one who was who was encouraging the fact that you know we should bang thalis he actually tweeted out that you know like banging thalis uh, produce vibrations that like make the corona virus go away and in the end he only got corona virus like like i like the irony also but you know like not getting enough media coverage towards important like corona virus matters and the government not acting enough uh, not acting more in this uh, lack of resources matter what is your take on it smithish to be frank it's nothing new like abhishek if you say this thing media not paying attention to Time issues is nothing new for media. It's all a TRP game. Arnab is there. Arnab is debating about Ram Mandir issues. Arnab is debating oh, yeah. about other issues. All to this while, like we have this and that. Then uh, in middle we had like this one of the uh, 
stand up comedians who was receiving death threats yeah. or something those things are going on and people are watching with fun and craze <laughs> that thing is not going to change i think media like the media uh, being a trp game is a different issue altogether uh, as far as pm cares fund is concerned uh, one of the observation that i have made like uh, you know you told me that uh, they have bought ventilators and things like that for hospitals uh, in my icu like in my cooper hospital in juhu vileparli they set up like three new icus 10 beds 15 beds and all and i noticed that the ventilators that have came, like that have come for this icu they all have that pm care stamp on it so even i was a skeptical person before but now that i've started working there i'm actually seeing that this pm care ventilators they have been distributed in like government hospitals and bmc settings but at least like i can tell you with that confidence like at least the ventilators are coming the other things in other funds they basically we are definitely falling short 15 lakh crores is not a small amount it's a huge amount and that in wrong hands is is like a horrendous amount we need a strong decision making team to divide that resource evenly not just assam but also like hotspots like mumbai area has got up new beds and new places for covid centers like even though in mumbai as you said there are not enough beds and a patient has been shifted and shunted from one hospital to another in the hope of finding a bed single bed with oxygen but we can't even give him that and i don't think it's anyone's fault right now because even the government is trying their best to can like overnight create a hospital with yeah. an icu facility like we got to give them that time also but definitely there has been a mismanagement of resources somewhere because we know indians are capable capable people they are like the brightest minds among us the most smartest people and if they're all there without the strain of their see on the uh, on their backs and i'm damn sure that we can you know turn this system out more efficiently or we can give a better healthcare for others it's all about putting the resources to a better use okay and what about you priyan what is your opinion about this i would like to say that when uh, to do something good for the community a person's heart can get the right place uh that i have heard news and i have had uh, people uh, telling me that even in these times there's a lot of corruption happening so uh, basically uh, they take an order for 200 ventilators they show it on paper that there are 200 ventilators but there are only 25 oh, okay in the real life so uh, basically they take things they take orders on paper they take uh, they show the numbers on paper and then in reality for the actual public there is very less and yes there have been incidences where people are not getting beds basically people are not getting oxygen but but do you know that this has been there since the very start of our entire healthcare system oh. we have been uh, we as doctors are taught to ration our resources in such a way that it will help like the minimum resources will give out the maximum help so this is what we have been doing with beat any other disease beat tb medications beat hiv medications beat malaria dengue anything we have been taught as interns and as students that agar isse iska nahi kuch ho raha hai to it is better that you take this resources and give it to some other it is not morally correct everyone should have right to medication like everyone should have right to their own Uh, healthcare, but in India we lack resources, and because the people at the top.
care only about their pockets and their money and how they will gain maximum out of this pandemic the actual people are suffering so even though you are telling me that there are resources see there has been a change people are giving donations tata gave donations amani gave donations uh, a lot of people are giving donations but the the actual result the actual thing on the ground is very less as compared to the amount we are receiving so there should be an inquiry for this that ye sab paise kahan ja rahe and i even read about one other incident the another example of you know how our government is functioning like you know in karnataka like in karnataka especially in bangalore what the gov- what the chief minister has done is like you know he wasted 80 crore of taxpayer money and he built a statue of bangalore's founder kempagoda uh, i'm sorry if i i'm sorry if i'm not pronouncing that right but yeah they wasted around 80 crore in building that statue and it was inaugurated on june 27 which is in midst of the pandemic and yeah like I, twitter was really outraged at this fact that you know like so much money is being wasted for a freaking statue where you know so much money could have been used for medical facilities and providing resources so yeah like you know the i agree with what priyal is saying that you know like you know donations are coming but you know the, there are so many channels through which our donations come it gets reduced to an amount that we cannot imagine uh, i guess they are taking their own personal tax from that donation but yeah like yeah like the government is a little inefficient but i also accept the fact that you know india is such a big country it's so densely populated but you know there could have been some improvements in some places that you know like once it like if you just imagine 80 crore being invested in buying ventilators and improving uh, hospital facilities and buying more beds it would have made much better significance much rather importance than this uh, current statue that has been built just to satisfy their own uh, religious uh, beliefs or their personal beliefs and now i would like to move on to this fact that you know there is this uh, where in covid businesses have shut down but people have started and literally brands have started selling masks and these masks are not equipped for handling the current situation it's just a cloth mask with a wire mesh on it and like people are buying masks just because it has their favorite logo on it and you know brands online they have started selling masks like these are cotton masks these are not correct these are not equipped um, i know i'm repeating it again they're not equipped again for the situation so what is your take on this that you know like people are capitalizing on this situation and not providing the correct mask they just add that particular filter or that you know particular plastic piece to make it a like like that is the selling point of selling a mask they call it an n95 mask you know i, I have a friend i don't want to name him he like like he started selling masks and one of the masks you know what was it named it was uh, named super n95 mask like super like that that's what super super n95 mask and uh, it was like there were certain numbers also you know like level 2 or stage 2 something like super n95 mask stage 2 level 2 like you know to show that this mask is superior as fuck so what is your take on this you know masks ka dhanda chaloge and people are buying it So like what would you all like to say to the public or the audience that you know like these masks are not correctly equipped so yeah priya what is your take so 
through the mass. Secondly, there is no use of those purifiers, those respirators, whatever you call it, because it does not stop the air entry. That's the entire point of wearing an N95 mask. A normal surgical mask or a normal cotton mask is equipped for larger organisms and a larger, you know, like the dust air pollution or everything. It is a larger particulate matter that can not go through the mask. Coronavirus is very small. It can actually go through the holes in the wire. So stop using those customized masks, customized cotton masks. And even though it is not easier to breathe in an N95, that is what will actually stop the prevention, uh, stop the transmission uh, of the coronavirus. So unless and until you know that you are in a safe area where uh, there is no patient of coronavirus and then you wear those fancy masks, it's fine. But if you go downstairs, you go out, you go to work, please wear the N9, the correct N95s without the respirators. That is not doing any help. Because even my father, like, you know, bought N95 masks recently and even they have respirators. So that's why I was, I was reading about it. I was very confused. And, you know, what, where, like, where, what is the correct type of mask? Like, you know, I can read it's N95, but like after you said that, you know, they don't have respirators on it. And mine has a respirator on it. So like, I'm now confused. Like, what is your take on this, Mitesh? Like this mask business coming into... What do you get when you have like shrewd businessmen and a gullible population? This thing, this this population which is gullible, uh, fray homes with the tails within their legs. That's it now. That's it. That's the time in which business is gonna boom for them. And they have capitalized. They have made this thing a business, which is absolutely wrong. It's a pandemic. It's one of the worst in this century. I don't know what's gonna happen later, but it's one of the worst till this like in a couple of decades. And people are making it a business. The, as you said, the logos and everything. Uh, what I believe honestly is that I don't think, like, if, as far as I've noticed and uh, my experience goes, but everyone can get an N95, get their hands on an N95 mask that easily. I mean, they can come at around 300 bucks or something a piece. So even if we use a normal good surgical masks uh, that are functional and you wear it in the right way, has a proper mask hygiene, like not touch the same mask over and over again. Not fiddle much with your mouth, your ears, and something like that. You can still protect yourself. I believe that your hands are the entry for this, the main source, like the main transmission, is via your hands. Like uh, you touch your hands, touch the foreign places which are infected and laden with coronaviruses. And the same hands, we don't follow proper hand hygiene. We touch our eyes, ears, and mucous membranes, and that's how the virus spreads more, I believe. Uh, another thing is that uh, when we are going to an closed space, like uh, where the air is still or something, not outdoors. Uh, a German paper that I read last month told me that coronavirus can last up to six hours in a stagnant air. So in those air that you're talking about, maybe someone else's car or something, I definitely believe that you should wear your mask. Like if you're walking down the street or if you're on a bike, bike, bike or something, or if you're in your own car driving, there's no need to wear a mask. And I've seen people do these stupid things also. Like they take this thing to the different kind of extreme, another extreme, wearing their own mask inside their own car with their own AC. That is just going to lead to more CO2 retention, man. Like, it does not make sense. Should I never knew about this car thing, huh? like this AC thing that, you know, CO2 retention. Uh, like, can you elaborate more that, you know, how... Sure, sure. Like, if you're basically in a closed chamber, 
with a stagnant air that's going to be running in itself like the ac in our car the, like the most important function it does is like take the same air from inside and like just pull it out and throw it back in there's an option of you know circulating the same air in the car and in a closed car if you're driving alone and you're wearing a mask that's just no use that just going to lead to more carbon dioxide retention so it's not advisable basically to wear a mask in your own car if you're traveling with a group of people if you have company that is definitely for their safety but while riding a bike down the empty road or highway if you're wearing mask it's not going to give you much advantage except maybe protect you against dirt and dust and what about like you know like uh, there has this there has been this flurry of fake messages on whatsapp regarding corona cures and you know you should take arsenic or this type of vitamin or this type of uh, minerals and tablets in order to cure yourself or you know reduce the risk of being affected by corona so like what is your take on these fake messages and also i would like to ask that you know like how uh, baba ramdev's patanjali a few weeks back announced that you know coronel is like a cure coronel they have literally marketed co- like their coronel as a cure to corona virus and after the same day that they announced it the ayush which is like the ayurveda board of india they uh, they <clears throat> they told uh, the public that you know we like there was never a permission given to coronel to market themselves as a cure to cancer sorry i'm sorry cure to coronavirus it was just some uh, they, they are just some tablets and medicines that help you boost your immunity and not cure coronavirus and despite not given permission they have started you know like marketing it as a cure for coronavirus and the main thing ayush said was that you know they don't have enough sample size tests they are not revealing the real number of they are not revealing the research that has been put into making this particular coronel and they have like according to what i read that you know some patients have been cured in 14 days and some have been cured in 7 days and they are not giving adequate research that you know how they were cured uh, so yeah i would like to ask you all about these fake messages and you know some uh, some companies or some brands taking it in their own hands and pro- like making cures of coronavirus that you know even no one has like you know i have read that uh, like you know i i don't know where but you know some politician said that, you know uh, like drinking gaumutra cures coronavirus i think it's the rss for sure so yeah like what is your take on these fake messages and fake cures that are being produced and what would you like to advise the viewers who are watching this so yeah smithish um i think we are the same people we are the same people who made patanjali a 2000 crore industry yeah this, <laughs> we we are the ones guys like not just us but everyone there who's gullible like who's watching these ads like coronel is making medicines and we have that our intrinsic patriotism make in india patanjali hai to sahi hoga ayurveda hai there are no side effects patanjali corona marta hoga we are the same people like patanjali makes anything like it be noodles which was that over maggi how <laughs> bread and butter so i think this kind of thing should stop uh, the normal like the knowledge that is true and like we should not pass this false whatsapp messages and i think whatsapp is one of the main culprit here when it talks about false messages and this mass hysteria during this pandemic uh giving this like pushing these brands into for uh, into forefront and making them 
the main fighters. Not just that, like we have Lifeboy and Dettol claiming that their hand wash will kill coronavirus. So like buy them. They yeah. were in different flavors. I'm like, wow, Corona lavender will be coming. Corona is coming. Like nice. These kind of marketing things are going on right now. And I don't think like I don't think we should promote them. Uh, being an like being an ideal citizen, it, like being someone who can scrutinize things. It's important that we keep an eye on this. Being a, like you know a consumer or something, it's something that we should keep an eye out on. We should like not promote such kinds of brands and such kinds of things. These fake messages. Although I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. And what about like you know I've like my father and me also receive messages that you know you should consume arsenic or like you know this vitamin and so you know it helps you to. booster immunity but like i have always read that you know like it will help you cure cancer so like would you just clarify the fact that there is immunity boosting things and they are not actually meant for curing corona uh, yeah as i was saying arsenic in low dose as the one prescribed by ayush uh, i prescribed arsenic for everyone like they were had a, like this mass campaign of distributing arsenic vitamin c tablets and multivitamin tablets door to door what i was saying is that arsenic in low dose is a medically proven it's like an immunity stimulant it boosts our immunity that's why we have this ayush giving a wide campaign and uh, distributing large amount of arsenic vitamin c and multivitamin tablets door to door even zinc sulfate tablets basically all they act are like your immunity boosters uh, healthy people like uh, normal people individuals who might be susceptible to corona virus or something uh, it's like a good alternative for them it's kind of like a prophylactic medication if you have to say that if the immunity is high maybe it gives your body the intrinsic ability to fight against this outright spread of covid infection maybe that's exactly why this government is pushing forward to these kinds of arsenic and zinc sulfate tablet as a way of controlling this disease at a mass level we can't control the disease at the grassroots level so maybe a wide kind of umbrella a broad spectrum immunity booster Might help the disease, might help the community and society to fight against the disease and infection. What about you, Priyal? Firstly, that uh, it is basically us who are being gullible. Uh, basically, people who are illiterate and uh, they don't know much about how a medicine comes into an action. basically there are 15 to 20 years of research happening after each and every medicine that has been produced uh, so that we come to know the exact doses in which which it is harmful to us exact uh, side effects of those medicines exact uh, quantity of the main ingredient that is required in a drug to work so this coronal uh, what uh what they have done coronal what they have done is basically they uh, gave the their medicine uh, to those people for 14 days okay and they did not have a control so a control is basically that you have to see ki aapki medicine kya effect le rahi hai without anything also they can get cured in 14 days because the virus can get cured in 14 days so what is the extra thing that your medicine is doing उसके लिए एक कंट्रोल होता है तो वो कंट्रोल उन्होंने रखा ही नहीं था सो देन तो इवन आई कैन से दैट ड्रिंकिंग वाटर इज क्योरिंग कोरोना व्हिच इज एग्जैक्टली व्हाट दोस पीपल हु आर डूइंग ड्रिंकिंग काउस यूरिन इज क्योरिंग कोरोना 
the same person had said two years back that drinking cow's urine can cure cancer so basically you have to stop and look around and see that what is happening because people are there to advertise their products everywhere the same thing the capitalizing on people's fear the same thing that the people who are producing masks are doing people are producing sanitizers are doing people who so basically you want your immunity strong and for that you can do things which are you can take vitamin c tablets uh, zinc and arsenic are antioxidants which also boost your immunity and uh, you can uh, do simple thing that home and the most basic thing that you can do is have precautions uh, wash your hands when you come and go out of the house uh, don't keep touching your face everywhere don't keep touching your eye uh use your sanitizers as as much as possible and just basic this much can stop you don't need other things because these things that they are marketing is creating panic and anxiety in people and they are they are playing with the faint hope that jaldi khatam ho jayega so people are ready to believe that ha jaldi khatam hone ke liye hum kuch bhi kar dete oh like uh, like how you said like you know na, like i touch my face right now like Should I not stop it? <laughs> I'll. It's okay. See, you are at. See, this is this is one thing that I want to say. You are at your home. You have not gone out in a long time. You have washed your hands. So you don't have to stop worrying. Ki start worrying. Ki ye kya kiya main. If you're going out, come home and wash your hands. Then it's okay. 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 Let me. All right then, Priya. Okay, so now now I would like to talk about how like like lockdown restrictions like some of the lockdown restrictions have been uplifted, and the government has allowed so like people to move out in safety, shops to be open at a particular time and on particular days. But I've also noticed that you know people taking advantage of this and people chilling out more. They're meeting in groups like like I I go cycling every day. I go alone. and i've seen people in groups people in batches that are meeting together and chilling like i saw a group of like uh, seven eight people uh, like they were sitting somewhere on a bench and they were chilling and only few of them were wearing masks so like you know like the public is taking it very lightly right now and i've also read that you know we have come like you know the number of cases that are being solved are increasing but if people keep chilling like this i don't think it will help y'all and it will help us in the uh, broad view so what is your message to people who are chilling out like you know like what what is your opinion that you know like it doesn't mean that regular life has started we still need to maintain social distancing and yet people are you know meeting in groups and everything like i've seen pictures being posted on social media that you know they finally met after such a long time and everything so like what is your take on that priya uh, so basically uh, first of all it is not correct that you meet people without mask you meet people chilling outside and everything but you also have to consider their psychology at case at work right basically kitne din se ghar pe rahe hai to they have uh, they have started feeling alone so uh, one of the alternative that was suggested was that you instead of social distancing and not meeting anyone you limit limit your number of people that you are meeting yeah it was four i guess it was yeah. four no so if it is a group of four you meet only those people regularly and you you 
and in that also you maintain certain distance and wear mask and everything but you meet them only so wo log bhi only char log se milenge so your contact is limited so even if you are going to get coronavirus you want to spread it to only these four people okay so uh, i think that is a valid alternative that can down uh, restrictions uh, lifting up and everything and uh, also if you have to go to work in that way also uh, people are misusing this liberty the 2 kilometers rule that was uh, put into work was not at all a success because you don't have any means to know where the person is coming from so it is of no use if you put such rule and because of everyone going and chilling around the people who actually have to go to work the essential service workers and everything they face a lot of traffic issues Uh, they have to leave alone uh, uh, earlier, uh, two hours, three hours, and that is not appropriate. And with all the metro constructions and everything that is happening in Mumbai, uh, there are already very like narrower lanes nowadays and everything. So if you don't want to trouble uh, a lot of people, then at least if you're meeting, if you want to chill, meet in your own area. You don't need to go to Marine Drive or Chapati or Juhu Beach to you know. लाइक I don't know, like you know, I know it's good to be health conscious, but you know, like, like it should happen at a specific time. Like, not everyone should go out for walking at one time. So, yeah, Smithesh, what is your take on this? Uh, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, guys, we understand. Okay, you have been at home for like three months. You have not met with your friends, not met with your girlfriends, and now Modi ji is saying PUBG ban is happening. So, what do you have to do at home? I'm like, we understand. But just for like if you like if you could take it more for like few months or something, maybe when this all settles down, it's like I think in the end it's for our own goodwill. Like if you think about the larger perspective for a period of time, like the less we go out now and the more we control the infection right now, the better it's gonna be for us. Like the faster the entire lockdown, the entire unlocking of this country, it will happen faster if we take more precautions right now. But as she said, like it's totally obvious to take into consideration people's mindsets. Like not everyone has a house with a balcony and pool that we can chill around the whole day. People actually live in small houses where uh, teenagers, adults don't get their own personal space. Not even just for like chilling, but for working at home. Not everyone has a good house. Not everyone has a three BHK. It's like you know on a hill rise or something. So we need to like you know take the things also into the mind. But as long as they're educated and they understand the implications of what they're doing. the following social distancing i think then you should also consider that point of thing so yeah now i would like to move on to the last leg of our discussion yep. according to you what is the estimated timeline that you consider that we'll be able to go back to a regular life real according to you i think the number of cases are still at rise Uh, and with the unlock 3.0 happening and the gyms uh, opening up and the restaurants and the malls and theaters and everything that is opening, 
रेस्टोरेंट्स एंड थिएटर सॉरी मॉल्स आर स्टिल नॉट ओपनिंग इट्स जस्ट जिम्स रेस्टोरेंट सलॉन्स एंड फिटनेस सेंटर्स व्हिच आर गोइंग टू बी ओपन मॉल्स एंड थिएटर्स आर स्टिल बीइंग क्लोज्ड इन अनु
Yeah, continue. Uh, yeah. So I'm like only ICU patients are the one who are using these drugs, and it's actually very sad that like you know there's a black market thing. The only patients who are using it are in critical care medicines. Like they are battling the life and death right now. And these drugs, these drugs can be the difference between the life and the death. And they are not available in public. They are available at these inflated prices. Where a common man, a common middle class man, cannot afford it. And what about you, Priyan? Uh, so basically, uh, there is this Glenmark and everything has uh, office store in Hatkopar uh, and everything. And I had recently read it somewhere that there are huge amount of shoes and everything for people literally begging the producer to give them the drugs. And there are people outside who hoard these drugs and then sell it later. So this is something that is very wrong that is happening. And uh, do you like? For remdesivir, you can give up to nine shots. So, can you imagine that a injection ka price they are keeping at 
that we gonna carry out for our own health also like the last thing we want is us to spread infection to our patients because in a day we gonna meet around 1000 patients or someone that we gonna treat so the last thing we want is for us to spread our infections to them so we are definitely gonna be careful in this thing so i think it's a baseless accusation the doctor when he comes back from a duty he is a carrier of corona or something like that it's just wrong and plainly insulting if you ask my opinion and even like according to fact and logic like the doctor is not really carrying it so like people don't have a reason to get scared about this right think so i mean if we are following proper precautions like we are doctors means we are also human beings so even we have a moral responsibility of following the social distancing protocols that are advised by government and who so we are going to do that there is no need to be like unusually chummy with a doctor or something it might be we might be classified as high risk but we are not going to go and spread inf- like spread infections purposely to other people so it's a wrong thing it's a wrong stigma that living besides the house or living in the same society as a doctor is going to give to more infections or spread of more bacteria or spread of more virus okay uh, thank you and now like in the end i would like to know your thoughts and your expectations of how there will be a change in lifestyle after corona virus like what do you what do you all expect like uh, like during this corona we have realized many things that we were doing wrong we have realized a lot of important things So according to you, after Corona, what will the public lifestyle be like, like uh, sanitation-wise, hygiene-wise, and as well as you know. So yeah, uh, regarding that, what is your opinion, like the public lifestyle after this? Yeah, Priyam. Uh, I would like to say that I think it is uh, wise for us uh, in India to still continue wearing masks. and wearing gloves if you go out and sanitizing your hands and everything because even if we get protection uh, hopefully by the vaccine against the coronavirus there are a lot of uh, communicable diseases namely tb tb is like one of the worst uh, disease that you can get and uh, like you would be so surprised that every like one person in four people is affected by tb that is a huge ratio and tb uh, is also requires n95 masks uh, to stop the uh, communication of uh, the disease so uh, if we continue doing this uh, we can actually help government uh, reduce tb to a very minimalistic level which which is one of their goals in the last 25 50 years and it has still not happened 
keep doing this, if we keep maintaining our uh, sanitation and health, we will not only be able to stop corona, we will also be able to stop many other deadly diseases, communicable diseases, which will have been stopped uh, only by basic sanitation uh, measures. So yes, Mitesh, what is your opinion on this? Uh, see, in this question, I want to be optimistic. I really, really want to be optimistic. But uh, as far as this country goes, our history goes, we are very resident people. And that's just a euphemism for idiots. We are idiots in this country. So I really want people to like, you know, take this time, like this three, four months of their life, introspect and decide that they want to change for the better. And I really want people to do that. That will really push our country towards a better progress, a bigger opportunities and a better healthcare and a lifestyle in general. Uh, but for that, we really need to be like we need to be conscious of what we're doing. It shouldn't be like that after this pandemic is done and we are back in the same loop, the same habits, the same spitting on road, same urinating in public kind of mentality. I think overall the mentality of people should change. The mindset should change and that's exactly what we are like striving for right now this time. And we should like take out times, dig deeper in our own selves and decide that we want to change for the better. Uh, so yeah, like how uh, Smitesh said that, you know, like a change in mental mindset is the key of yep. you know, the lifestyle change that should happen. And even Priyal said, you know, I think we should continue wearing masks for a certain period of time after coronavirus to get stabilized and to stabilize our environment. And also it is advisable for uh, causing, so, sorry, it is also advisable for, you know, stop uh, the spread of TB. So, yeah, uh, I would like to end this with a question and uh, I would like to, like, what would you like to say to the viewers in the end? Like any final words that you want to say, any final piece of advice, final recommendation, uh, some resource from you that, you know, which would be valuable for our viewers here. So, yeah, Priyal, what is your uh, final words or your recommendation advice to the viewers? to say that uh, this this thing is going to continue for at least another three months as he says but uh, so it will be advisable that during this time you uh, as much as you want to you can read up on the information and educate yourselves so that you stop believing uh, the uh, other capitalist interests of other people and you can actually make decisions for your own self this will bring the behavioral change that we want for next year. And this will help us to not only uh, uh, combat corona, not only combat other communicable diseases, but it, it, is, it will in general uh, make India cleaner and better and more hygienic place to live in. And that is what we want to do. So the one lesson that you would want to learn from this pandemic is that how your change, how the very little things that you do will actually make a huge difference. So stop stop thinking that, uh, stop fussing that take a bath or there is a whole routine that you will have to do if you step outside. Stop avoiding that. Start embracing it because it will only take 5 to 10 minutes to do that and with that you will be able to make a huge difference. Yeah, and you will not add to the number of patients in the hospital that you all are currently 
facing. So like guys, don't go out. Otherwise, if you find Priyal or Smidesh in your hospital, <laughs> they are going to slit your throats. Or <laughs> it's too extreme. But yeah, guys, please. So we'll just we'll just report to the nurses. You know, the nurses will take care of you. The nurses will take care. <laughs> God, just leave them. Yeah, yeah, that's the best thing. Leave them with the nurses. They'll suffer them. <laughs> ஒன்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ரேட்டிங்ஸ்ட்ர